to the one of my favorite verses in Matthew 25. We're going <laughs> to I know y'all are wondering why we just keep on talking about subjects that I dismiss and and tell you I'm through and then I go back to them. So uh, we're we're departing and entering again tonight. <laughs> ah, I went to those meetings and I I, I I got a spark and there was gasoline everywhere and somebody threw a match in and and it caught fire. So <laughs> it, yes, we did. So um, now understand, kingdom principles are not based on what you want, what you prefer, what you think is right. Your opinion means nothing. I, God doesn't care. He's already set it up. Then to make sure that he didn't vacillate or nobody would accuse him of it, he put it in the book. So if you can read or if you know somebody that can read, God said, I'll keep what's in the book. I will not deviate it from it all. So if we want to know how God's working, how, how it's going to go, just look in the book because it'll be just exactly like the book. You might not like the book, agree with the book, but it will be according to the book. And uh, there's no other way around that. So if we want to change levels, everybody wants to change levels at work and in, in their money and their body, their relationships. We all want to change levels. And of course, we're implying we want to go up with them. But it's an obvious fact that you got to transition. In other words, if you don't change, you're going to be where you were. So transition, or or the word that I got in these meetings over and over, and I use it, but it was pounded into me, is the word transaction. you got to transact business. Now, I remember my father, He's a he was a wheeler dealer. He was a horse trader is what they called it. And uh, he, he bought a lot of land and a lot of equipment just because he, he could... Uh, what he called he dicker or barter or or uh, carry on, and sometimes uh, he got a whale of a deal, but he'd walk away from something that was just really good, but it wasn't as good as what he had in mind. And then a lot of times I heard about him coming back to him. You know, they he blew their bluff and stuff like that. Well, when you when you bargain and negotiate, and you don't make the deal, it's as if you weren't there. Is that right? It's as if you never did enter in if you don't consummate or transact the deal. You can talk about it and you can threaten and, you know, you just say your land is not worth much or, you know, even Proverbs says that uh, 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 a man will laugh at someone saying your stuff's no good. And then when he buys it, go away joyfully bragging about what he did. So that's the way it is. Well, in Matthew 25... Verse 21, we're just going to catch this one verse that you know so well. It says in verse 21, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now here, look at the transaction, the transition. He said, Thou hast been faithful over what? A few things. Suddenly I will make thee ruler over many things. So there you see the transaction, a transition, a change. You have to move from one to the other. And how many times have people been promoted into a job with more responsibility, more money, more title and all that, but they didn't transition. And so they took their same little mindset, a few things into that new place, and they couldn't handle it. It overwhelmed them. It was, uh, it was more than they could do and more than they had a capacity for, and pretty soon they floundered. They wanted their old job back because that's where they felt comfortable, and they couldn't transact the change. And if you and I want to go up in the kingdom... You can't just sit here and say, you know, I've been good. And that's what most people say as Christians. I've been good. Lord, now where have I been bad? Why aren't I getting increased? Because I've been good. Well, it's not based on good. You ought to be good. 
Because there's a devil that'll take advantage of everything you're not good at. If you sin, if we sin, if the sin comes in, it's death. It'll be a death in some area of your life. And it's just, it's in the Word. So it's not good. It's willingness to transact. It's called faith, where you go from one level to another level. And that's what we're all doing is navigating and maneuvering, strategizing how to change in our own life with what the devil sends. Jesus said, there's going to be trouble. Y'all notice there's been trouble. But he gave us, every one of us, the great equalizer to trouble, which is faith, where we can, no matter what, you know, I'm five years old, my mom and my daddy left me and I walked to school 10 miles uphill both ways in the snow. Stories that everybody, you know, says I had to raise my little brothers and sisters. And we had no, all these stories that are out there that are true. At least they started out that way. It doesn't matter what you have, what your story the Word of God has got the answer to it. And so you can't say, well, I had a hard start, so therefore I, I never made anything of myself. So there's a transaction here where he was faithful at one level, a few things, but he transacted things in his life that were above his pay grade, so to speak, where then the master noticed it, and he acknowledged what the man had already done. He didn't say, okay, you're at this level, I'm going to try you out at this new level. He'd already excelled at that level, and so the master said, hey, we got to put you where you can do more where you're, because your capacity enlarged. It, it talks about the capacity there um, uh, in verse 15, according to their several ability. And so whatever your capacity is, you got to change it. you gotta, you got to upgrade your capacity so the master can say, well done. I'm going to put more in, in you and on you. And that's how the kingdom works. It's even how the world works. So I looked up the word uh, transaction. And actually, it's kind of a gimpy dictionary thing. Several of them just said, the act of transacting is what transact. It was so silly. But I did boil it down to this. It's an exchange or transfer. A transaction is an exchange or transfer. So you can negotiate and threaten and puff up and, and dicker and bargain with somebody. But if you don't, Chain. If you don't have a an exchange, if you don't transfer, if you don't buy the car, you just talked about how it should be cheaper or it should be more or whatever, and you walk away, there's no transaction. There's no exchange. It also means, this is where I'm interested, an activity of two parties, listen, that influences or changes what each other can have or do. So it's not always money. Sometimes we transact, like in this service, the Lord Jesus is transacting through his word into your heart. And if you'll be transacted, if you'll, if you'll make a transaction versus just sleeping or, you know, just so tired or just so wiped out. And, and you go away and say, well, you go home and somebody says, well, what did, what did they minister? I don't know, but it was good. There's no transaction, even though there was a lot going on. You have to transact. So it says an activity of two parties that influences or changes what each other can have or do. So when we come together with the, we're the salt of the world, we're the light of the world, the salt of the earth. When we, ought to, when we go out into the darkness, we ought to have transactions. They ought to see our light. And just what Pam was talking about with her two, uh, 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 those two young men, they're, they're like, okay. She's transacted in the past, even beyond what she knew, and they were acknowledging that. 
I'm changed. I'm transformed. I've turned around. Without a transaction, movement is uncertain. It could go up, but then it could go down. That's just the way of the world. Without a transaction of your faith, they might give you a raise at your job, but then something happens and they say, no, that won't work. We need to send you over here. It could be up or down, forward or back. It could be better or worse, even until there's a transaction. But once there's a transaction, it sets its own rails, it sets its own path, and all of a sudden, there's only one outcome. Now, it may wobble around going that way, but we have a destination because we have a transaction. It's a transaction of faith. It's a transaction of believing this, and even though it may wobble on the way, while we get our legs under us, get our wheels right, it's going one place. The transaction will produce. But if you make a transaction with the devil or with drugs or with beer or with whatever people do, transact, and become an alcoholic or become a drug user, become a, uh, a gambler, whatever people do, then they make a transaction, then they have to retransact and to get out of that. You can't, just, you can't just float out of it. It's a transaction. It's changed your life. It's locked you in. And it's, it's called entering, uh, departing and entering. We have to have a transaction of departing. You can't just say, well, I'm, I'm going to just see how it goes. Well, that's, it didn't happen. You have to transact with your faith and you have to make, we transact with our mouth, don't we? We say to the mountain, we don't just hope to the mountain. Well, I'd rather you get out of the way. We have to say to the mountain, be removed, be thou cast in sea. Do not doubt in our heart. In other words, it's, it's, it's coming from there instead of our head. Well, I just wish it would, or I hope it does. Uh, believes those things which he says shall come to pass. Transaction. He shall have. The end of the transaction is going to be increase, promotion going up. So nothing's happening in your life, my life, until there's a transaction. Hoping and a praying is the biggest lie about the Christian uh, faith there is. There is no hoping and a praying. Well, they're just in our thoughts and prayers. How many times have you heard that on TV? It's just a way. It's just a way people talk. Um, so in, now look, unless you depart completely, you cannot enter completely. Now we know that just because we've had babies. If you don't depart completely, little baby, then you can't enter into the world completely. Is that right? That's where troubles come. That's where you say, here's, here's trouble, because the baby wouldn't depart completely. Uh, same thing with the new birth. If you don't depart the world completely, you're going to have a raggedy old time as a born-again believer. You got to cut that off. It's like old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I got to cut that thing off or I can't enter in. Well, I'd rather just, you know, they tell me all the time. He says, well, I don't think you have to go to church to be a, a Christian. And that is so true. But you can't be a good Christian. You can't be a good Christian. You won't be a strong Christian. You'll just be born again, which is the same scenario for anybody that gets born again and then just lays in the closet all the rest of their life. Um, so unless you depart completely, you can't enter completely. The, the new birth, how about being filled with the Holy Ghost? It's less evident there, but if you don't pursue it, you'll leak out. 
if you don't transact the Holy Ghost, if you don't exercise who you are, not, not something we put on, but it's who I am now. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, that's who I am, not just what I have or do. It's who I am, therefore I have and do. You can't paste on have and do. You have to have a source for it or the creek will dry up. So it's the same thing there. How about healing? Healings fail because people do not leave. They don't depart a medical sense or, or mindset. They say, okay, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call and get an appointment in case this prayer that they gave me at church doesn't work. Y'all get that? You got to depart it. If you want good, if you want to enter completely, you got to depart it completely. Same thing with the money. Well, I'm just going to tithe 4% because we're poor and we're having a hard time. Well, do what you will, but it's not tithing. I don't know what it is about the tithe, but somehow when the Lord engineered us and he did, he put things in us. Somehow he set the dial for 10%. It's, it's, it's enough to move us to honor without being debilitating. That just puts us under. If he'd said 30% and we're wired for 10, it would have put us under. So 10 is right. I don't know why. We don't know why, but we know it, it's enough to get you and I to honor and to say, whew, that's, that's a little dab, but not so much that we, we are overwhelmed when we first start out. And then there's always offerings that are after the tithe that as you grow, you don't increase your tithe, but you give offerings. That's where we grow. If, you, if you're still giving a tithe after 40 years, then you're a legalist. You're, you're under the law. You're just saying, I'm doing, I'm doing what it says. Well, the heart says we can do more. We want to do more. Love gives. For God so loved, he gave. So um, uh, a failed negotiation to make a transaction. You fail to get born again. You fail. You've been up to the altar and you can't get the Holy Ghost. It aborts the transaction. You negotiate with God. Well, I don't want to speak in tongues. I want all that you got, Lord, but I want to speak in tongues. How many of y'all know that's a failed negotiation and there was no transaction there? Well, Lord, I'm going to give 4% this week and someday next year I'll give 6% tithe. It's a failed negotiation and it aborts the transaction so you don't enter in. There's no halvesies. The Lord gives you half a blessing for 5% and... You know, 6%, you get a little more or whatever. It's not a transaction until it is consummated where there's words spoken and things go out of your life to, in order for things to come into your life. And so people that are dishonest or hard bargainers or have that thing about uh, uh, nobody's going to get to them, they're unreasonable, well, then they have failed negotiations. You see these Christians that they just don't get it. They're, they're in church, some. They pray when, you know, the, the well, when, when the water's coming up to the front door. They, those are, they're just, they're Christians that are just living for themselves. And they don't ever transact a lordship uh, transaction. Until, he's, until you transact lordship, then he's just fire insurance and just, you know, somebody that you know, a good friend, and I've got his card here somewhere, and if I, he said, if I need him, just call. That's, that's a level, but it's not transacting the life the Word says we should have. Amen. And so uh, you, can you can barter and, and, transa and negotiate all day long and never get a transaction. And I know people, you do too, that you can look at them and say, you've been negotiating with Jesus all your life and you've never made a transaction.
people that get saved on their deathbed or something, but they've been witness to all their life. They never, they just negotiated. They said, well, I'm not good enough. I, I did this. I was in the war and I killed people and I, I just, you know, and so they negotiate with the Lord and they try to be good enough. And good enough's not good enough, is it? You've got to transact it according to the word. Uh, so uh, the word faithful in that says, uh, thou, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know what that means. It means easily persuaded to believe. So point yourself with me and say, hey, you, hey, you. Be, easily be easily persuaded, persuaded. To, believe. to believe. See, you'll transact if you're that way. If you're always got that thing where you're a hard head, you're a knuckle bone, uh, knucklehead, you're, you're just hard to get along. It has to be overwhelming by 17 witnesses, and you've just almost got to be in the fire before you'll believe anything, then, then you don't transact much. But I transact easy. I, I know y'all do. We just say, oh, if, some, if the devil gets to us, we don't care. The Lord can fix that. I'd, be, I'd rather believe God to get out of any little deal that I, that, that, uh, where I messed up or whatever than not be easily molded by the Lord. I want to be open to him, and, uh, and then he'll just show me what the devil's doing. Now, I, I went through some things in my uh, head today about uh, how the world transacts and how the world advances. And I want to bring this on departing and entering. Departing and entering. Well, if the world, if you're in the world, if you're of the world, and you want to have a promotion, an increase, if you want to better your life in any area, the first thing you do, and this is what uh, a lot of financial people do, is they want you to get a budget. Now, I'm going to get in big trouble here for all the people that love budgets and get a budget and everything. If that works for you, but I can tell you it's hard on your faith to be free. Because when you set up walls, when you set up rigid parts around you, it's hard for you to violate those and go outside of them. And the Lord, is he's transacting outside of the box, so to speak. But some people need help to get started. But... For, but the first thing you do in your world is you set doable goals. You get you some goals out there and you say, this is what I want to. We call them resolutions in the world. And what you do then is from that point, you got energy. You start advancing slowly towards your new goal. Nothing speedy, nothing fast, but you start advancing like, well, I want my house to be paid off this year. Well, I'm, I'm believing for a new this and that and, and, and that. Then what you do is as you come closer to your doable goal, you kind of a little bit let go of the old life that you had. If you're on a diet, you know, you'll, you'll eat a, you won't eat the breadstick, but then you'll reward yourself later. <laughs> yeah. And so you find yourself in a, if there was a graphic for it, you find yourself reaching for the new, but still hanging on to the old somewhere. There's no transaction. We're just, we're evolving, we're osmosing towards that thing, and it's totally carnal, total, totally uh, mind-oriented, where you're just, you're, you're lathering yourself up and getting yourself worked up to, to, to do that. And then as you see positive things, that this thing's going to work, then you will eventually, although we tend to leave a little door to get back to it, you know, in case this falls short, in case this goes south, we have a little door to get back to it. And that's how people advance in the world, lots of different ways, but that's the main uh, framework. And you know, it's always based on competition and comparison. In other words, it's dog eat dog, 
Early bird gets the worm. Get all you can, can all you get, sit on the can. It's, it's those things where there's just so much out there and we got to get up early and get our part. We got to get to work early, get our part. We got to work overtime to get our part because there's just so much out there. And so we got to go get our part. Well, that doesn't sound very Godward. I mean, it sounds like, well, God, what do I need you for if it's all me and all me in the world? So that's competition, which competition's not in the Bible. We're not supposed to compete. The only place you and I are supposed to compete with one another, y'all know this, out love one another. And I do. I, I'm ahead of all y'all. I want you to narrow the gap. <laughs> I'm just kidding, because y'all blessed the wings off of me in January. That was, that was, that was so good. For me, hallelujah. So, but now, if you want to advance in the kingdom, if you want to, if you want to do it God's way, it's kind of hard on a long, uh, dependent, worldly dependency. It, it kind of jerks the slack out of you. The first thing you do is you, uh, you get diligent. You get faithful. You, you start getting, in, uh, you get, getting to places on time. You start bringing more than they ask. You start having a present for people that don't need a present. And so you, you strategize in the kingdom how to get his will, his plan for you, because he knows us. Would you all agree? He knows us. He knows us better than we know us. And so he'll w visit with you and say, stretch that out a little bit. That's kind of wimpy. Or he'll say, I appreciate your, your, your hormones and your whatever going on there, but, but and the Holy Spirit will have you pair it back. Say, we'll get to that other later. And, uh, and then you transact. You enter into the transaction by faith with no feelings. You, matter of fact, you pick a day where you're, you're kind of hungry and you hadn't seen anybody in a while, and you just transact your faith. You, you Mark eleven twenty three or whatever. And uh, you give no attention. Then in this transaction, you give no attention to your present trans your tr present position. You say, "Well, you know, they, work's been a little slow, and and uh, um, the baby doesn't feel good sometimes. I might ought to hold back a little bit and keep that thing kind of warm in case something happens." No, in the kingdom, you just say, "I'm out of here." It's done. I'm, if, if God's word doesn't come in, I'm toast. I mean, that's a, you don't really say that, but, but you'd say, I got this. And you transact it. And then, uh, but the thing that's missing between the, the, the heavenly plan and the worldly plan is there's no negotiation. You don't make a deal with God. You just say, and here's what people do, says, uh, uh, they'll say, oh, my baby's sick. If God would just take me and give me my baby back, you know, I, I, I'll go, you know, I'll die. And, you know, that's terrible. That, that's a terrible, terrible thing to say or uh, variations of that. So you do not negotiate the best deal because there's plenty. There's plenty more where that came from, whatever there's plenty of job. You know, people say, well, the economy's this and jobs are that. I, remember, you just need one wife. It doesn't matter if there's hardly any. Sometimes women, you know, I hear it says, you know, it's hard to find a good man. And I would agree. But you only need one. So <laughs> you only need one, one wife. So it's like they're, they're, there may not be what there used to be, but I just can handle one. And that's on the good days. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So... Uh, 
you, you, you get all in. You make the transaction, whether it's for healing, whether it's for finances, whether it's for your job, for your marriage, you all in. There's no negotiation and there's no, tr uh, there's no uh, best deal. I'm trying to get a better deal from God. You know, I'm trying to promise him, you know, I'll be in church all the time or I'll give more or I'll serve here if he'll, if he'll let me have that. And I'm telling you that's wrong because he doesn't work that way. You can't deal with God. He's already dealt with you and I by the blood of Jesus. And he's all in. There's nothing we can do, say, or be that will encourage him to go further faster. He's totally in. And because he's not looking at you and me, he's looking at Jesus and he sees he sees Jesus when he looks at us, and he, he's all in. This is a good deal, so don't negotiate with him because it, it puts an unworthiness on you. It puts you in a place where, well, Lord, I'll make you a future deal. I'll see if I can sweeten the pot because I'm not quite good enough right now, but could I have a little credit on my righteousness? And I'll, I'll do better. I'll do good. And this one's not based on competition. This one's based on grace and favor. And, and let me just remind you, when people say, don't say this, don't say, well, grace is God giving you what you don't deserve. Uh, that sounds real religious and spiritual, and everybody says it. You know, grace is, favor is getting what you don't deserve. But by the blood of Jesus, I do deserve it. Amen. I'm a son. I get everything that my dad's got. The, product, the father of the prodigal turned to the elder son and said, all that I have is yours. That wasn't grace or a favor saying, you know, I'm going to tick you up a little bit here and see if I can get you something. It was already his. And it's already ours. So I understand that thing about grace. It was a transaction, but now it's been transacted. And bless God, everything he's got is mine. And if there's a door anywhere, I, he's going to open it for me. And if there isn't a door everywhere, he's going to make a door. So, so there's, no, there's no poor pitiful me that says I don't deserve it. We should never say I don't deserve it. It's just not who we are, and it's not what happened, and it shows an ignorance about the, the, the status of your life in view of the kingdom. Praise God. Um, so I read to you Mark eleven twenty three. Verily, verily, I say unto you, um, whatsoever... <laughs> no, that's not it. That's the next verse. Well, yeah, got me off here. I got myself off. We all know this one. Turn to Mark 11. <laughs> oh. Whosoever, I, I got it now, whoever shall say unto this mountain, verse 23, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. So it wasn't just one of those like move it over an inch and I'll be good. He's, he, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith. Now there's the transaction. Well, you know, God just knows my heart. Yeah, you're a, you're a, you're a mess. He know my heart. No, say it. Well, here's, here's, I'm living with this woman, and uh, God knows my heart. I love her, and, you know, we're the same as married. Well, if you don't, you're only gonna, willing to commit to something, no more than what you're able to commit to is no more than you'll say. Did I mess that up pretty good? Hallelujah. You'll not commit to more than you're willing to say. So it's the same thing in the kingdom. It's all faith. It's all covenant. So if you're not willing to say to the mountain, and, and we just found out the transaction's got to be, I believe, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he saith shall come to pass. So you, you can't go into faith and just flip it out of your head and just say, well, whatever, I'll just say this. It's got to come out of here, shall not doubt in his heart. So you've got you to nail it down. You've got you to spend some time with the God of the word. 
and, and get his heart on it and say, you know, this is what you really want for me. And I don't have it. So we need to transact. And he'll tell you, go to the Word. This is his contract. And he transacts out of this. He doesn't transact out, Lord, I'll, you, you know, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> he, you know, remember that wimpy? Yeah, he doesn't do that. It's like, it's already paid for. Yay. So turn to Romans chapter 13. Do we have time for this? Sure we do. <laughs> it's spring break somewhere. <laughs> oh, we're not canceling spring break. Okay, Romans chapter 13. You know, this is the authority chapter, I believe. 13. But let's look in another verse. Let's look in verse 11. I found this one today, and I just got excited about this. It says in verse 11, well, let's look in verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And that, knowing the time, that, it is, it, that, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we believed. It's talking about the end of the last days, but it's, it works for you and me. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Say it with me, the day is at hand. I looked it up in the uh, New Living. It said, this is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than we first believed. So we're talking about transactions here. We're talking about leaving, departing, and entering. It's time. You say, well, I'm going to meditate on that a few days. Why don't you just meditate on it this afternoon? Come to a decision instead of wallowing it out like the world. That, all that is is saying, I want to hang on to this until I'm absolute. Maybe the Lord will show me a sign. Maybe he'll write it on the wall. Maybe he'll send somebody by that says, it does say it the Lord. No, this is all you get. This is all you get. That and the still small voice is all you get. You don't get signs. Well, the Lord, just give me a sign. He doesn't give signs. People think he does, and, and he is gracious, and he'll show some pretty... You know, you've heard of people throwing their Bible over on the bed and, and there was a scripture they needed. Oh, absolutely God does that. But if you're looking for a burning bush or a, a fleece with moisture on it, we, we, are, we are sons. We are not servants. And so we don't go out there and check the, the fleece on the ground or the burning bush. We don't check that stuff. It's in here. And you have to go, well, I really would like to hear from God. Well, that's what this is down here. And if you don't develop this down here, the belly, the spirit of a man, well, then you're, you're going to be a little shaky on stuff like that. But what you do is you just go out as far as you can. You wait out as far as you can and try that. And, uh, you know, don't put your kid's life on the line. That's what some people do is like, well, we're believing God for our baby to uh, not go to the doctor. And then they die. That's wrong. Why don't we believe for you not to go to the doctor? Mama, Daddy. Why don't, we, why don't we put you sweating and carrying on 117 temperature and let, we'll see how that flies with you. I digress. The Phillips says it is time to wake up to reality. The passion, y'all know this is coming, to live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out and you know it is a strategic hour in human history. Night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns. 
Now, I know this is, this is a little out of context. This is talking about the end days. But it is a word for now. It's time. It's time. River Church, it's time. Body of Christ, it's time. It's, it's time. You, it may not have been time, but now it is time. I can just tell you. Uh, the Ephesians 5. Would you turn to Ephesians 5? You'll like this one, too. I appreciate you all holding down the, the, the clamoring and the noise so we can get through this. Hallelujah. That, that helps. Chapter 5, verse 16. Let's read this one together. I'm in the King James. Do the best you can. Ready, read. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, y'all, we, we're in America. We're, we're in the best one, maybe. Yeah, it's evil out there. Timothy talks about in the end, perilous times will come. Well, they're here. And you go, well, maybe they're worse. Well, they will be worse, but they're bad now. And so what's, what's our antidote? Well, I got me a storm shelter, and I'm putting all my money in gold. And, and I don't care if you do any of that. Nobody cares if you do that. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying that's not the answer that we all would say. Let's pass out a sheet for the best uh, shelter in town or whatever. The answer is to redeem the time, is to get about the master's business, to start loading ourselves up to do what God's called us to do. Um, the Amplified says, making the very most of the time, here it is, buying up each opportunity. Now that is important. There's opportunities. If you're a tither, and we all are, opportunities. He opens the windows of heaven. What comes through those windows? Opportunities. That's what comes through the windows. I thought $1,000 bills came through. No, no, there's a step between that and, and the $1,000 bill, and it's called faith. And he gives you an opportunity, and you engage it, and then, but you got that opportunity. And the non-tither didn't even know what came down, didn't even know it came around. Amen. So the CEV, that's the century, maybe it's English version. We don't care. These are evil times, so make every minute count. Let's say that one together. Come on. These are evil times. Make every minute count. Now, I'm calling y'all and me to action here. I'm saying it's time. I'm saying we've had a good ride, and it has been blessed, and the Lord has met our needs and helped us through troubles and, and delivered us and set his good hand on us, and so shall it always be. But it's time now to go to work. There's a revival, there's a revival in assignments. There's a, there's a desire in all of us. Now let me just speak, I got, I got less than an hour, I got to get this out. There's an assignment, everyone in here, because you said under the word, it's the reason I know, there's a revival right now, a stirring up of the assignment on your life. Nobody wants to go, wants the master to come, and say, and, and for us to say, you know, I dug my talent and put it in, in ground. We already, we already read that story, didn't we? We want the well done. And so uh, you go, well, you know, I've been, the, the problem here is confusing training with our assignment. To say, well, I've been in training. That was my assignment. No, training is not your assignment. Training is the result, excuse me, your assignment is the result of training. 
But what's in us now, we can't just keep training at that level. You can't just keep stirring the pot. you got to go to work. So frustration, if there's any Christians out there anywhere that are frustrated, it may be because the dog barks at night. It may be because, you know, they, they, they drank all the milk before you got home. Whatever you think frustrates you, it's not it. Frustration for a Christian is not doing in the will, the will of God. It just it kind of gnaws on us because we know, you know, I'm... I, I, here am I, send me, Lord. I, I got stuff. I may not have his stuff or her stuff, but I can do more than just sit there and take the word in and, and God bless you. And, and, and none of us want to depart this world with an undone assignment. We, uh, we don't want to expire on the shelf. We want to be in circulation. All of us do. And uh, the scripture is master over much. He's made us master over much. If not you, who? If not us, who? Who who is he sending if he's not sending us? Well, he's sending some really smart people, some really spiritual people, some really gifted people, some really anointed people, some real musical people, some people that grew up in a pastor's home and they know the word. No! I can tell you almost all those people are no more able to be qualified or maybe not even as you it's us, and we have to transact it. You can't just say, well, I'm available, Lord. Here am I, send me. you got to transact it because nothing happens till it's transacted. There's no movement until there's a transaction. Thinking about it, feeling bad about it, feeling good about it, whatever. There's no transaction until there's a transaction. So that's what Holy Ghost, I just know this. I just know that Holy Ghost is saying it's transaction time. 2020 is transaction time. Uh, here, in, I'm going to read Romans 8, 22. Y'all know this one. It says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but look, look, but ourselves also groaning and travailing, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. That's what it is. It's, it's not, you know, it's not the red the stop sign. It's not, you know, something's on sale or, or it's these things that are almost imperceptible, but they never go away. And they're down here saying, what am I trained for? I'm trained for everything. Devils are afraid of me. Can y'all say that? Yes. Devils are afraid of me. Yeah. I, I cast out devils. I lay hands on the sick. They recover. I, I... I I'm not going to be able to finish this tonight, but I can tell you, at a certain level in all of our lives, kind of like when you were six or seven or eight years old, the Bible talks about the age, it doesn't say the age of accountability, but it talks about when we go from being born alive unto God to the age where sin, sin entered. And we know now all of a sudden we got to say yes to Jesus. It's just something down in there, and all of us have experienced that, where we just knew it was time to get right with God. And uh, you got saved and got born again and all that. Well, it's the same level of thing in here. It just gets in there where you are conscious of it. But it's easy to push down. It's easy to get busy and go around that and say, well, that's not really me. And if, if you know, if pastor wanted me to, I would. And if God spoke to me and wrote it on the wall, I would. If Jesus, But that's not how it works. The transaction's by faith. You speak to the mountain. In this case, it's us. I'm the mountain. i got to speak to me and say, hey, you, buddy, you're taking up a lot of space. Get out the way. 
because you've occupied this space in life to get trained, but you're still in training. We we gotta we gotta throw them pampers away. We we gotta get you over here in some big boy uh, drawers. <laughs> Can you say that on TV? Hallelujah. Um, so so what we have to do here it is here it is, and I'll quit. We have to depart all that has been in order to enter in completely to that which God has. That, I said all that to say this. There's a departing, not just a osmosis like, well, okay, I'm open to God, and if He wants to do something, well, of course we are. Of course we are. That's, that is who we are. We're open to God, but now God's saying, some things I don't, get, I don't have to get you to be open to, it's in the Word. It's, in, it's that thing down inside of you. And I've got a lot more to prove that and to go over that, and maybe we'll do it another day. But the truth is, the truth is, he's, he's gently nudging. And you can say no. I've said no to a lot of stuff in my life. And I kind of had to circle back and get it another day when I got more willing. The devil whooped me a few times, and God then entreated me a few times. It's come all different ways. But I didn't nail everything the first time through, did you? Yeah, and I knew it. The thing is, is I knew it. It wasn't like, well, that's a surprise. Why didn't you mention it, Lord? I'd have jumped up. Well, he did mention it. And I ran. I didn't jump up. I said, said uh, here are they. Send them. It took me a year to get out of Texas to get to Alabama because it was such a major life change. But you know what happens is the Lord just starts a year early because he knows it's going to take a year. So he starts a year early, and you think, oh, my goodness, I'm late. I'm behind. No, we, we got you there just right. And he did, and same thing with your life. But now, but now it is time for us to assess ourselves. And you go, well, what's he fixing to launch? Some big program, some whatever? No, we're going into the highways and hedges. We're going to be salt and light. We're going to use our training to lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. They will be changed. You go, well, I don't know. Well, just because you don't know. Listen, there's, there's stuff in, in computers and cars. I don't know all the, I still don't know all the dials on my car. And it, the thing's seven years old. And you're like, I don't need it. But it's there. And if I need it, it's there. Well, there's stuff in you and me that we don't know, but the Lord's asking us for it now. So I put this down, and, and uh, you... I might throw away all my good message tonight. I put down, do your job, stay in your lane, say well done, and say when. Do your job, Michael. Stay in your lane, Michael. Don't try to do Lynn's job or Melissa's job. Stay in your lane. I am endeavoring now in this time of my life to do what only I can do. Because I've been, I've been crowding somebody else that could do what I've been doing and not letting them do it when, and they needed to, and I, I wasn't getting this. You, you know the story. Do your job. Stay in your lane, Michael. Say, well done. No condemnation. boy. That's what I say. Attaboy. Attaboy. Sometimes, you know, you got to go, ooh. But you just go confess it, repent of it, and get turned around. And then we say, I win. I love what Keith Moore says. You know that story. When the devil has his heel on your neck, say, I'm winning. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, let's stand up and just praise the Lord for a minute here tonight and just thank him for, for his good hand on us and that, that he didn't give up on us.
and that nothing that he's done with us and that we've done for him has been in vain. It's all going to play out. It's all going to be needful. It's all going to be useful. It's all going to be glorifying. It'll all work because he started early enough so that we'll be just right. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you for your good hand on us. And, Lord, we're so glad we're in the family of God. We're just so glad. And, Lord, now we're even glad we're in River Church family. It's just so good to be here. And you just work things out that beyond what we would have even asked or thought. Hallelujah. So thank you, Lord, for the days ahead being powerful, fulfilling, satisfying. It'll be the reason that we were sent here and what you put in us. It'll all play out. And we give you thanks. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to receive our midweek tithes and offerings.